We're going to pop that back. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the official PlayStation podcast of the KT Data Network. We are the Little Big Cast. On today's show, Drew rocks the root beer milk. Oh, yeah. Where does the milk come from? Jeff eats that sweet cheese ice cream. So good. It is. And Rachel gets manly. I'm Rachel. Via our guest, uh, the great KT Data. <laughs> yeah. All this and more on the 22nd episode, everybody. Episode 22nd of the Little Big Cast. Welcome. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 22 of the Little Big Cast. I'm your host for today's show. I'm Jeff Hawks, and with me today, the Milk Box Drew, Drew Tyler. Root beer milk for the win. Good Got morning, dude. Milk Box. Good, uh, good evening. Good evening. In fact. Yes, indeed. Awesome. Welcome to the show, Drew. And uh, we actually have a, a special little guest here today, uh, filling in for the, um, you know, ever-present Rachel Hernandez, who is no longer present, is uh, the one and only tech guru of this site. <laughs> it's Mr. Rachel Hernandez. Mr. No, Rachel Hernandez. I, I, I'm Rachel. I'm Rachel. You can be Rachel. Just, I know you can get confused between me and KT because we're all Asian and all. Yeah, you're Asian. Yeah, that's this, what I was going to say. You're all Asian. This is, Asian. Defi- I, this is definitely Rachel. You guys all look alike anyway, so <laughs> yeah. it's all good. Looking good. How's it going, KT? I'm doing Okay. <laughs> Right on. Welcome to the Little Big Cast. Um, so we are going to be running kind of a special show today. It's going to be a little bit faster. We're calling it the uh, the Gamescom Express. So feel free to hop on board and uh, just chug along with us as we kind of break down, uh, you know, some of the news of Gamescom and uh, yeah, get into you know our our week Gamescom news and then uh, a little bit of the new releases. So uh, Drew, yes, sir. I don't know. Is it is it rude not to start? With our guest, I guess we should start with our guest. She starts all the time. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Why don't you take it away, Drew? Why don't all right. You so, start us off. What have I been up to? Basically, I didn't get a whole lot of gaming in this last week, mainly because, um, well, I don't. I'm not even sure what the main reason was. I watched a lot of Arrested Development with the wife. That was my like downtime. Didn't get a whole lot of games in. Um, started to play. Uh, remember, I told you guys a while ago. I found the iOS app for Lunar Silver Star, and I was yeah. really excited. Started to play it about you know a while ago. Hadn't played for about a month, three, four weeks. Apparently, one of my little girls, I'm assuming it was the Bean, uh, saved over all three save spots. No! <laughs> and so her game, which is like the very first little dungeon you find the Ice Dragon, is in all three spots. And so, I mean, I was stuck where I was anyway, so I guess I'll just start over and keep going. But anyway, that was kind of a funny, a funny uh, moment where I was like, ah. I stopped so, playing Fable 3 because of corrupt game save. So, yeah, something like, kind of like that. I stopped playing yeah, uh, Skyrim. I had beat like 90%. I was like, I was at like that- 90% of a platinum trophy. And oh. I could not, um, for some reason, my save got corrupted. And Skyrim, everything's supposed to reset if you've killed someone you weren't supposed to kill. Right, right. And uh, yeah, I couldn't find a key to open up a door for the... Uh, the wolf oh. werewolf clan or whatever it was. And, uh, I got stuck and I was like, screw this freaky game. Like, <laughs> I lost my mind and never went back. 
Sometimes when I, when you tell me about when you lose your mind, because you you often say that I lost my mind, I'm going to lose it. I think about Buster from Arrested Development with his hook. <laughs> like somebody will like tell me he can't do something, he just starts shredding stuff with his hook. Yeah, that's that's Jeff. That's me. anyway. So other than that, my whole weekend was filled with uh, partying with the the Studio 76 staff, which is always fun. We go out and we kind of just have a party, but we try and get a lot of work done. So we had some fun doing go-karts and some other things, which was which was fun. And then today was kind of the highlight of my whole week. Took the whole family up north and we visited the Pepperidge Farm thrift shop at the plant at the plant where you get like mm-hmm. half price goldfish. And we came back with like forty dollars, <laughs> which is like really nearly a hundred dollars worth of goldfish, <laughs> Milano's, Sausalito cookies. <laughs> we even went to the Creamies outlet and to the Gossners where they have cases and cases of root beer milk. Uh. So what that is was root my beer day. milk? I'm yeah, still curious I'm about confused that. Really? As well. Yeah. You guys have never had root beer float milk? Oh my gosh, it just sounds terrible. What? Yeah, no, it's just not like. No, this is fantastic. Root beer float make, milk yeah. just sounds like doo doo in a can. No, they yeah. used to have they used to have a little outlet right there next to my apartment on by Weber State, and I'd go and get root beer milk all the time. <laughs> um, they also have mango milk and banana milk and cookies and cream milk, orange cream milk. They've got them all. Anyway. I'll bring you guys back some someday. I'm so oh sorry. Oh my gosh. It's so yeah. awesome. That was that my jaunt sound, for the day. That sounds way scarier than mm. you're making it look. You, like you're drinking it like it's delicious. But yeah. It's delicious. Root beer milk just sounds like, ugh. I, I'm, it's really good. Would you ever see anybody in Asia drinking that, Drew? It would probably be some sort of like, you cheese know, flavored mango cheese, yeah, cheese <laughs> processed cheese milk. Cheese Nobody milk. believes me when I tell them that I eat, you know, I, we eat cheese ice cream and we'd have cheese cupcakes and yeah. Yep. I had a, I had a conversation with uh, a fitness instructor the other day about that. They were like, so what's one of the, what's one of the weirder things you've ever eaten? I was like, it was an ice cream. What's the weirdest ingredient you can see mixed with ice cream? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, how about cheese? Because yeah, that's a real thing. That's a thing people eat and yep. enjoy. Yeah, it's like it's like dairy and dairy. Yeah. Anyway, that's my week. What have you guys been up to? What about you, KT? We'll pop it over to you. Um, well, so this weekend I actually got to see Guardians of the Galaxy. That's very good. I'm Bam! A big fan of that movie right there. Um, and then my uh, cousins actually decided to stop by on their way to Yellowstone for a day, so I was hanging out with them most of the time. Um, gaming wise, I only got to play Persona 4 on the Vita, and that's only because I have to write a review for it for the site. And you know, the, the, reviews make you play games. I know, and uh, I, I, people make uh, you know. It sounds like it's kind of a burden. It's not. I mean, that's the whole reason I have this site is to force me to do things that normally I wouldn't because I just lay on the couch and do nothing. That's good. That's good. Right on. Um, and then how's, how's perform- Persona 4 treating you? Uh, I love it. I mean, I like I love the original that was on the PS3. Yeah. Um, on there, so like it, it it ported really well on there, and it's the, you know, it, it and it actually gives me a, more of an excuse to finish it because with the console version, you always want to just you know I have to be in a specific spot to be able to play it, but you know I can take the PS Vita with me anywhere. I right. Mean, totally. Anywhere. I I swear I'm gonna get a bundle if and when I ever go PS4, I'm gonna pick up. Because just for that reason, yeah, and yeah, and then the rest of the week is me sitting in my VPS terminal trying to get all our, our own chat room up. And <laughs> the say, that's, the, up. that's your gaming right there—a whole week of trying to figure out terminal. Yeah, nice job. Well, I, I understand the terminal; it's just a lot of work. And when things decided to break when I decided to test it on a load of ten people. <laughs> 
Yeah. So many people. So many people. Anyway, very cool. Uh, so my week has been, dude, just another busy week. Honestly, I, uh, I spent the week in Toronto putting to like putting together and doing um, one of the larger shows that we do each year. And uh, it was awesome, dude. We stayed, I stayed in the uh, Renaissance Toronto downtown, which is a hotel that's attached to the Blue Jays stadium. Um, had free tickets to a Blue Jays game. So I went and ate, you know, my first hot dog in a baseball stadium, which is like something I, I guess every man is supposed to do. Like, that's like a manly thing to do, right? Is go eat a hot dog at a baseball stadium. You better believe it. Um, the less manly side of me uh, left. If I'm being honest, I left after half an hour because I was too bored to stay. So uh, for all those baseball fans out there, like you guys just do you. I don't get it. Like I'm not a baseball guy. It's boring. It's uh, it's not something that I can do. But uh other than that, man, Toronto is awesome. Like, what a cool town. It was the first time I've ever been there. Um, I've spent a little bit of time in British Columbia, which is obviously Canada. But, man, Toronto just has its own very cool vibe. Everyone is nice. Everyone is super friendly and helpful. The food is amazing. They had great music um, playing in the streets, like a bunch of street performers that were were just out there jamming. So I've had very little time. Um to be playing games over the last week and I'm leaving tomorrow actually to Anaheim for another week uh, of shows. Um, so I'm going to actually try and pack my PS4 up there with me. Maybe, maybe my PS3 and just knock you out some of the PS plus games too hard. That's the bottom line. Yeah, maybe. And when are you just going to get a Vita with 3g on there? And then that's exactly what I need to remote. do. Actually. That's a really great point. That would then, simplify my life a lot. Yeah. There you go. Um, outside of that, though, um, I got to meet up with a family that I haven't seen in almost 10 years. Um, I realized the other day that I've been home from the Philippines for nearly 10 years. And uh, a family that I met over there and just had a great time with was living is living in Toronto. And I got to go have dinner with them. And it was awesome to see you know, people that I kind of consider family um, for the first time in 10 years. It's amazing. So that was... Man, that was just awesome. Like, that was... Such a cool experience. If you've ever been away from people you care about, you'll know what I'm talking about. Like, it's good to just be around. How was, how was your Filipino? Like, were you able to speak? Were you, did you hold your own? So, like, I, I understood everything that was said to me. Um, it, I'm definitely rusty. Uh, the, the very little practice <laughs> years, that I get. Yeah. yeah, the very little practice that I get is typically when I'm up training with the military. And mm-hmm. so, when I'm up with the military, there are two hotel um, front desk people that are Filipino that I'll go spend like half an hour with just chit-chatting back and forth. Um, it's more than I do. So word to the... If, if you don't know, Drew and I both speak Tagalog, it's which true. is probably but, the weirdest coincidence you've ever heard in podcasting. The two people, <laughs> two white dudes from Utah, both speak... We have the Southeast this Asian weird language. Southeast Asian language. <laughs> Yeah, but, I'm, I'm, um, I'm two countries over. So, <laughs> do you, KT, do you speak? Do you speak, uh, I speak Korean? I speak Khmer, not not Korean. Totally wrong country. What is it? Khmer? What is it? Khmer. Cambodian. Cambodia. Oh, Cambodia. You're, you're Cambodian? Yeah, I'm too light to be Cambodian, but I'm Cambodian. See, that's where you threw me. That's where you threw me. <laughs> All and, and, and our and our other diverse member of our group, Rachel, is Korean and Mexican, right? 
And yeah. she doesn't yeah. speak either yeah. <laughs> Spanish <laughs> or Korean. She speaks dirty English. Dirty, dirty, dirty English. Yeah. We are a diverse podcast. We, we are. This is the Jeff best and I hold the be. language now. Yeah, I have not had much experience, like exercise, exercising my Filipino, my Tagalog, but I like to think that I could probably hold my own, but it's been like it comes, 15 it comes years back, for me. It comes back relative. I mean, um, you'll understand we'll a lot more than you can say. And, but you'll stumble your way through it. Like that's that's what I've I learned very quickly because like they did not speak a word of English to me, and I was I was holding my own. That's good. So it was cool. Anyway, uh, we've got a lot of games to talk about, a lot of news to talk about. Gamescom is happening literally right now in Germany. Guten so, Tag. Um, what's that? Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Yeah, that's so let's German do it, man. Let's get into it, and we'll kick yeah. it off to Drew's news. I'm ready for this. Lots and lots of news, of course, with Gamescom coming out of Germany. There is the, there's kind of, you know, big stuff, things that we didn't expect, things that were kind of like, oh, yeah, we knew that was coming. One of them, uh, straight up, just in our PS4 world here, they announced, uh, kind of made clear that there are 10 million PS4 owners now. That's coming from an article in IGN, but I remember hearing that, I believe, at the top of the uh, Sony presser. Didn't they kind of doubt that right away? So Yeah, that was something that came out very early on. They were like, hey... Uh, our, uh, I think he actually said our CEO is here today and I'm very pleased to be able to announce to him and to the world that we have officially <laughs> installed 10 million units. And that's in people's homes. Not, not that, and we talked about this with the Xbox a while ago. That's not just shipped to retailers. That's, right. in, that's in the house. Yep. So that's a, big, that's a big deal and that's one that we'll just kick off. You guys want to say anything else about that other than sweet and of course. Do we have any idea where Xbox is at? Lower than that. <laughs> no, like significantly, right? Like they're like six. I heard Probably. six, five or six million, and I thought that was shipped, but yeah, yeah. I think the last I heard was six shipped, and that, so. and that was about a month and a half ago. So they could be up to seven shipped. I don't know. <laughs> I'm give better for that. Yeah, yeah, maybe six and a half. Who knows? Yeah. We'll, we'll have to wait until December to see if it goes up because that's when the Halo beta starts. True. This yeah. is true. And you know that'll probably blow it up a little. All right. Here's uh, more news from Gamescom 2014. DayZ coming to PlayStation 4 was announced, right? So the um, Bohemian Interactive head dean, Dean Rocket Hall, took the stage and he announced DayZ was coming to the PS4. And that's, I mean, that's done well, right? On PC and other places. Yeah. So it's your favorite you. genre, Drew. I know, I know it's zombies. That's why I'm just like, uh, so, KT, have you played this game? I haven't, but I've watched a lot of live streams um, of people doing it, and it looks pretty cool. Um, but when I first started, it was still only on PC, and I have a Mac, so right. couldn't really this play is, it. This is a very interesting... Daisy has a very interesting story. It started as another game, and uh, Dean Rocket Hall uh, kind of made it into its own its own little baby and released it as an alpha and sold it for like 20 bucks a pop <laughs> sold the alpha with the promise of a finished game eventually. And, uh, the alpha sold millions of copies, like wow. this ridiculous amount of copies as an, as like a true alpha, not a destiny alpha, like as a rough yeah, like alpha. A rough alpha. He, he and, was following the Minecraft model. Right. Wait. And people have loved it. I mean, it, it, literally like it blew up and uh it's been hugely successful hugely popular it, they still haven't released the full version of the game and so to have 
them announce that it's going to come to, as a full version title to the PS4, I think is very exciting. Um, what's cool. Uh, one of the funnier video game videos I've ever seen, like s- screen capture videos I've ever seen was, uh, of this guy who has a really popular Twitch channel and was live streaming while he was in Daisy and somebody joined their, their server and was hunting him down and screaming about how he was going to kill him and like eat his brains and scalp him. And the rest of the stream was him running away from this guy trying to survive. <laughs> it was so awesome. So zombie trolls. Nice. Yeah. I think, I think it sounds fantastic. I'm really excited about it. That's awesome. <laughs> More news coming out of uh, Gamescom. They announced also that the PS4 system update version 2.0 is coming out. And one big thing that they're adding, they've touted from the beginning was their share play feature. And that's where somebody else could jump into your game and play with you. And they, and they kind of called, what do they call it? Like virtual couch almost like you could just yep. jump in and play with somebody and, and help them out. You don't even have to own the game. And some of the games are doing that with is uh, infamous and um, there'll be a couple, but that that's coming. NBA when, 2K. Yeah. Yep. Towerfall Ascension. Uh, Child of Light. Oh, that'll be, oh, see, that's virtual couch. Yeah. That'd be fan- really cool to play local co-op with somebody that's, not local. And so. what's cool is not even, I mean, it doesn't even have to be co-op. It could be um, the example that they give on the PlayStation blog is um, if there's a stage in a game that's giving you trouble, can't get past the last part of Last of Us Remastered, when you're hanging it upside down, get a little help. Um, so, I mean, Guacamelee is a great example of oh. that. If I ever get to the Jaguar, I'm passing it to Drew <laughs> and just letting him handle it for me. I don't know. I'll have to practice up. But yeah, no, that's, to- that's totally a perfect ideal thing for share play. So th- did they, they don't know if they announced a date for share play. They just said it's coming this fall so with that yeah. 2.0 update. So that was one of the parts of the 2.0 update. Um, there are other things included in that, right? The part of the share factory or was there yeah, a that you can app? update update or upload your shared videos directly to YouTube. Straight to you, um, okay. And they'll they'll announce more. Those are the two really big ones. So is that yeah. the share play and the upload to YouTube? I'm excited to see that. We will take advantage of that. Oh yeah, I, I'm already getting ideas. Like I I want to be able to do live game streams where I'll have people in the chat. You know, tr- tr- people who already have me on the friends list. I'm like, hey, you want to take over? Go ahead. All yours. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Exactly. I can just yeah. combo. Yeah, combo live stream. I love it. I love it. Okay, number four, this is the news. PlayStation TV gets a release date. We've heard about it. We talked about how it's the PlayStation TV has already played in Japan for a while, and we're going to get it. I believe our release date was announced to be October 14th. So that is the the console, the console, like kind of a console, the piece that you can plug into any TV in your house, and it will play your PlayStation games for you on the TV that the PlayStation is not connected to. So in essence, I could put the playstation tv in my wii room and uh kick the kids out to play playstation while my wife watches netflix upstairs right so you know what i'm wondering so this says the playstation tv will support playstation now vita games remote play ps1 and psp classics um it, they'll be that in that mean, playstation now right? does that mean that you do not need to own a playstation 3 or a playstation 4 in order to use and stream because playstation yes, now is correct. purely a streaming service right i believe yeah. that's correct yep Yep. So, so not only will this remote from your other machine, like, or, uh, what do you call it, like screen share from your other machine, but it it will play straight from PlayStation Now and download and play right so off you, of it. So even if you've never owned a PlayStation 3, this would give you access to PlayStation 3 games through the PlayStation Now. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, I, I, think, think, that's I think that's right. Yeah. Oh, and it, it, it's at a right price too, at a hundred dollars. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's they were smart enough because this is the one thing that was really important that people don't think about is that price point right there. That's the Apple TV. That's your mm-hmm. uh, Roku's. That's yep. you know your Amazon TVs. And this is the only box right now out there that I honestly think has something that stands out from all the other ones. Right. If if it has a Netflix app, if it has a I mean, an Apple. Which there's, I don't nice, think there's. I, doubt I don't think that. there's any way that they can't. Right. Like they'd be fools to release it without that. Yeah, I mean, because right. they're Apple the same too. apps. I mean, the Vita yeah. already has these apps, so I can't yeah. see why it wouldn't pull it up like that. So. The, the one thing that I've I've toyed with getting an Apple TV for is just so that I could throw my iPad and Windows iPhone iPhone on the TV. I doubt that they have something like that in there, but there's there's probably a, a way to throw that up. So. Very very cool news. October fourteenth. Uh, I will. I'll probably throw that in my wish list. Um, okay, this one was kind of news. Number five is kind of news, but it's also kind of a sad news, I guess. Sort of, kind of for us. Rise of the not Tomb Raider. Me. I know. Probably. Not. <laughs> Good point. Rise of the Tomb Raider coming out as an Xbox One exclusive. So that's news. Kind of a. Uh, sad. I love. I love the last Tomb Raider that I played. Is it a timed exclusive? Like eventually it'll no, come to PS. It is this a straight is up exclusive. Mm. And then here, like if you look, they actually put the Tumblr post on here that the game creator right there. Oh yeah. Um, and um, the the reason why, uh, let's see, where is it? Money. That's yeah, the money. Pretty why. much money. Because some somebody paid for that, right? Pretty much. Uh, our friends at Microsoft have always seen huge potential in Tomb Raider and have believed in our vision since our first unveil with them on stage at E3 2011. I.e. There was a big check that was written to them. <laughs> yep. This game is coming holiday 2015, right? So we're talking way deep into the next gen world here, right? This yeah, is it's a it's a ways off. Ways off. Well, so, by then I'll have friends that have Xboxes, maybe. So I'll I'll just call them up. Yeah. So I, I mean, I I have a problem with this. I think this is really frustrating um, for several reasons. I I have no problem with uh, exclusives. You know, like if especially first party exclusives, obviously that's part of the business, right? Is first party exclusives just make sense because Sony owns it or Microsoft owns it. It makes sense to do exclusives. Third party exclusives bother me. Um, And I think, I think really like the only people that it hurts are the gamers. Like the square Enix is going to score big, like Tomb Raider exclusivity cost a crap ton of money. There's no way that it didn't. There's no way this came cheap. Like this was a boatload. I mean, you, you think about it. PlayStation 4 has at least four at least four million more users than the Xbox One does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Microsoft would have to foot the bill to justify not letting that four million people, the ten million people, have the have that game. That is a crap ton of money. That's 10 million people at 60 bucks a pop. Yes. But it falls in line with how Microsoft's changing their business model. That's one thing. If you notice that Microsoft has slowly transitioned from a systems company to a services, so you can see them slowly divesting out. And that's why they're getting these third-party titles instead of the first-party titles is because it doesn't follow their business model if they keep making games in-house. On there, and, mm-hmm. and and to them, it's you know that money is probably just a write-off in the whole grand scheme of Microsoft in total. So, I, like, I can see why they're doing it, um, 
No, I totally get. Yeah, absolutely. I totally get why Microsoft. I I totally get why Microsoft is doing it, and I understand why. I understand why Square Enix is doing it. Like, if if you're just handed like a win, and you're you're a business owner, you take the win, right? Like, why would why would I risk having a flop game not sell when somebody just hands me half a billion dollars? You know what I'm saying? And and they haven't announced a number that it was purchased for, but you have to assume it was somewhere in that realm, right? Like, yeah, there's definitely. no way they didn't pay somewhere in the realm of half a billion dollars for this game. And the thing is, I don't know, man. Like, honestly, for me, thir- for third-party exclusives only hurt the game users and the gamers in general because it takes games out of their hands. Uh, as And it's especially frustrating when that third party announces the game and leads people to believe that it's a multi-platform game that's the big that that to me is like the icing on the cake because when this game was announced it was not announced as an exclusive it was not announced Mm. you know that it it was it said coming to next gen systems and so um obviously this is a very recent deal i think microsoft was like we need to have a huge title to push gamescom and this mm-hmm. was it mm-hmm. and and you know i tip my hat to them as far as like running the business that's obviously obviously a way to make people buy their system because it forces you to do it if you want to play this game um so do you think I, they announced the title too early then and on square know. square enix's terms because it's not coming out too early. next year mm. and, you know because this deal probably could have been made before they announced it but do you think uh Maybe that if was it was, when they, they should have get... said that. I mean, they were in, they were taking pre-orders through Amazon as well for something. Wow. Well, for, that, for the PlayStation that, Four, that's up. That's up for the you know individual stores to put up. So, so Amazon's bad, really, on that one. Because uh, I mean, uh, you look I, I at GameStop. Yeah, you look at GameStop. I'm pretty sure they put out their pre-orders long before they can even get stock yeah. in. I mean, look, so, look like look at Best Buy. Their Destiny pre-orders they started canceling Ghost Edition that's for right. people. Yeah, After they crazy. found out they didn't have enough, that's true. That's true. Good point. There's lots, lots of news. In fact, the uh, I, uh, the the IGN, the folks at IGN have a fantastic spread of all the like recaps so far from Gamescom. There's probably way more to come. I believe um, EA still has you know their announcements tomorrow and some other things. But here's a page that just kind of recaps a lot of the big news that was coming out. And the fun part about this page on IGN is that. They recap all the things we just talked about, but then they show all of the Gamescom trailers from big big games that were touted in the last couple of um, pressers. So yeah. uh, um, Hellblade, Bloodborne, Tearaway, Unfolded, uh, Journey, LBK, or LBK, I always say that, LB, <laughs> LBP3. We're going um, to PS4, I see. All right, Infamous, Metal Gear Solid. I, there's just, oh, and Until Dawn, there's a lot of games that they showed off kind of new trailers for really good teasers. So let's take a second and uh, let's see what we really liked about the the, te- the teasers that we saw. Hellblade, Hellblade, Hellblade scared the crap out of me. Like, I watched that and it was just like, the, yeah, <laughs> the cinematics. Oh, man, see, I, like, thought it was, I thought it was Whoa. awesome. No, it's, it does. It looks like this kind of evil Skyrim. Like have, you seen, uh, have you seen or ever played Heavenly Sword? I haven't played Heavenly Sword. So, so this is from the people that made Heavenly Sword. That Heavenly Sword was a launch title for the PlayStation 3 and it was freaking awesome, dude. It just looked so good. That was that was the game that I I remember playing a demo for it in Target and I was like, yeah, I need I need to get 
a PS3. This is amazing. Like the graphics here are insane. And um, so, are they saying Hellblade is is not a sequel or is a sequel? I mean, they kind of sound the same. Heavenly Sword, Hellblade. I mean, yeah, it's tied so together. it says. Uh, it's a new IGN IP. editors expect Ninja Theory's new game to be a Heavenly Sword sequel based on the appearance of its main character. But Hellblade is coming to PlayStation first, so it's almost like they say we thought about it because of the person, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I'm probably connected, I don't know. But, but it is it's it's PlayStation first. Yeah, it looks amazing. Um, dude, what isn't Tearaway an open world RPG oh, as well? Dude, no, so um, I don't I don't know if it's going to be open world or not, but. I played the Vita game. It's made by the um, little the uh, Little Big Planet guys uh-huh. right. on there, and I I love it. You're you're kind of in this like origami type of world, and what happens is while you play, you can, you can unlock these kind of shapes that you unfold and everything, and you can actually print those out and make actual like paper craft type things awesome. on there. And it, it takes cool. all the things about Little Big Planet that people like about Little Big Planet, but transforms it into kind of this more paper-like craft world that is entirely different so it's not like the same game but it feels like the feel of it is familiar but it's different same same but different yeah now is tearaway is that that's on ps3 already or no uh no this one's that was a vita it was a vita right yeah the originals from vita yeah okay very exciting what else what did you like jeff what did you see in in the uh, trailer world that you so one of them that really stuck out to me that I, I liked a lot um, that I'm actually not seeing in this list was Rhyme. Oh, yeah. It is not in this list. Let's pull it up real fast. KT, can you pull that up and yep. I'll kind of talk about it a little bit? Um, basically, Rhyme looks like, um, honestly, for lack of a better way of describing it, it kind of has a uh, almost a Nino Cooney kind of open world... Um, feel to it the art art style i mean the art style is not a studio ghibli art style but it uh i mean it it looks like a game that's what it looks like yeah it looks like a game that i can sit down and play with my daughter and um it's the first game that i've seen in a long time that like makes me like really excited to sit down and play with my daughter it um yeah just kind of this open world adventure looking game i don't know too much about it but i Honestly, like it's it's super kind of captivating and looks graphically. I mean, visually, it looks fantastic. What's that? It looks gorgeous and like it kind of has that mysterious city of gold. Yeah, it's kind of artsy. Yeah, and it's about a a boy who uses his wits and ingenuity to survive and escape from a mysterious island. That's kind of what I've gathered from the tagline there. Yeah, it kind of just has this cool little anime feel to it. But like the art style, like the art of the the world reminds me very much of Nino Kuni. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just really excited to have another game. Like if it's anything like, you know, has, has the same kind of heart as Nino Kuni, I'm, I'm really looking forward to be able to play that with my daughter. Um, does I it, think... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, does it, have a, does it have a release date or do they just show a... They haven't given a release date yet from what I know. That's that's why I hate these cons all uh, the time, telling us cool things and fun, excited stuff to get ready for, and we just don't know when they're coming. Yeah. Now I got to start saving money every day. I know. The other cool things, I mean, Bloodborne obviously looks awesome. Uh, I thought the journey. I, I mean, I just I'm a sucker for Journey, man. Honestly, you're a Journey fanboy. It's that good though. Play, good. I would love to play Journey again on a PS4. Like as good as it looked on. Um, 
on the PS3, that city of gold when you're like surfing through the city and you're like uh-huh, just uh-huh. the music and the color. Like I, I would love to get into that again. And you know, the order 1886 as always looks awesome. And honestly, one that I've been really surprised with is middle earth shadow of Mordor. I think oh, that let's looks hope, let's really hope. promising. <laughs> let's hope. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I keep, I've been disappointed with these Lord of the Rings games. So, so I, this, I but, but this is put together by the team that does Assassin's Creed, right? So, I mean, they've got a good engine there. I I've heard a lot of good things, so I'm I'm hopeful that uh, that it'll be as good as it's as we're being told that it will be. Well, speaking of um, the the order, I actually saw a couple of responses after they saw the order, and every, everybody's. Not everybody. Many that I saw were kind of disappointed and really not as excited for the order anymore after seeing the the next trailer. The kind of kind of little lackluster. I don't know. You you were still looking forward to it though. You like the way that it totally. Showed? I think the story yeah. looks awesome. I uh, I I don't want a game that's all action all the time. I I like you know the the art of storytelling is an art of understanding ebbs and flows, right? And right. yeah, and. Uh, this game looks like that's kind of what it delivers. I, I don't think it looks like it's this crazy 100% through the entire game, this nutty action sh- game. Um, so I'm hoping that uh, that those story elements that, you know, like the Uncharted series, that make the Uncharted series so special and so good, I hope that they're there. Uh, we'll see. I can see that. I can see that. Excellent. News-wise, that is all except for one last little piece of news that, um, gosh, you just threw this in there. Why don't you tell us what it is? Because I, I saw that you just added that. Breaking why don't news. We have KT, why don't we have KT fill us in? All right. So, um, anybody remember that old video game called Silent Hill? It was the first game that yeah. scared me. Um, <laughs> and then so, and then there's two names that I love. Um, Guillermo del Toro, Toro, Pacific Rim, Giant Robots. Mm-hmm. Um, Pan, more importantly, yeah. Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, Pan's Labyrinth, and then Hato Kojima of Metal Gear fame. They're coming together to make a Silent Hill. That wow! Ah, oh, that I'm excited for this. And they also are going to have uh, Norman Reedus, who's um, in The Walking Dead. Um, he's he's going to be in the show. So I'm I'm excited for this. Like, this is going to be like great out there. Um, because, you know, I can see the mo- the influence of both Del Toro and Kojima in terms of, like, their monster ideas. That's going to scare the crap out of you because both of them have similar fans. And I, I guess they've met before and they've been good friends. So, like, you know, this is going to scare... Um, these designs are going to be phenomenal. And both of them just have great vision in how they put things together on there. So I am... I'm, so excited about this. Yeah, I mean, both of these guys have very twisted... Um, set, like a very twisted sense of imagination and uh, yeah like it's hard to know even what to like predict from these guys they're so off the wall and uh, just so bizarre with the stories that they tell um, yeah and they understand both the story and the visual medium too absolutely like, so it's going to be a good combination I mean I'm feeling like Outlast level of awesome <laughs> Yeah, I, I think so too. Speaking of speaking of that, before we before we wrap up, uh, the other one that might be worth just mentioning is that um, 
our the rumor that we discussed last week about Until Dawn. Apparently that's true. Until Dawn is is the game that it was talking about. It will be like kind of a campy uh, teen slasher film turned video game. And uh, I think we should make sure that we're planning on doing uh, doing a live stream of that once it's out. And I still have nightmares from our outlast days, but yes, I think it's a good idea. I'm all for it. I don't uh, have any nightmares. Super fun. <laughs> <laughs> Until dawn. We need yeah, to get some super exciting. Kids. Yeah. So is there anything else that needs to be brought up before we uh, we wrap for today's show, guys? No, closing prayer. We're done. There we go. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, thank you for joining us on the express version of the Little Big Cast. Oh, do you want to hit new releases oh, before want... we go, though? Do you have them, KT? Yes, yes I, I do. do. Oh, you know what? Then let's, we're let's just going to hit quick. the rewind, let's... and we're going we're gonna to jump into <laughs> that. So I'll send it over to you, KT. Right. Sorry about that. Okay, so new releases are uh, there, there's a few of them, but Gamescom is going on. So, but there's a there's a few that are excited. I think you were excited for this, Drew. Um, Ho Hokum. I, I, it came out, out today. Today. Yep, I today. almost bought it already. I may kick my wife off the TV and go buy it right now. Yeah. Um, it's this, this week's kind of heavy on the JRPG anime style ones. Um, for PS3 and the Vita, we have Akiba's Trip, Undead and Undressed, and that does sound if, anime. If, if I under, if I remember right, the, you're, you're traveling through Akiba, which is kind of uh, Japan's like otaku di- district, so that's where the hardcore anime nerds and stuff are. So if you're a huge fan of kind of that kind of thing, you will love this game right here um, a, lot, a lot of tropes and satire I think. yeah and a lot of lots of figures and stuff you're like oh on there um the, the other thing is disgaea 4 coming out on vita digital and retail keep an eye on ktdata.net i'll have a review on that coming up soon but i'll give you a preview it's awesome um gravity crash ultra is now on the digital store on there um let's see I, was this i forgot this was kind of one of those uh you, you want en- endless wandering things on there. Um, but I think they might have done the remaster on that. Ah. Um, and then, the other, and of course, we had Hohokam. And this one is kind of cool because it's actually a digital cross-buy. So if I understand how they wrote it, if you buy it for the PS4, you own it for the PS3 and the Vita at the same time. Yes, um, that sounds right. And I think this might be the first one that's kind of crossed the generation gap, too. I definitely played that clear back in, was it CES they had that up? Yeah, it was. It was back in yeah. January, I think, that we played that. And I'm, I've been kind of thinking about how, you know, it's, just, it's a simple, fun little graphic game, but there's this kind of like explore your own world and you get to kind of figure out what, what you're working on, what you're doing for it, for it. So I am, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a review of that one of these days soon yeah. when yeah, I, I find it the money. Yeah, looks like a lot of fun. And like, I, I'd pick it up. That's a great deal to have it go through all the systems. Um, other, we also have My Singing Monsters, because apparently you make monsters sing. This sounds like something your kids would enjoy, Drew. Yes, I'm not yes. going to lie. It would. Um, Phantom Breaker Battlegrounds, another kind of eight bitty Japanese fighter type thing on there. It's actually Button a masher. yeah, it's a great game. It's been out on the 360 and um, other systems, and they finally brought it to the PlayStation system, so that's great. Um, and then we got Risen Three, which is it's. I haven't played this, but I, I I know a lot of people that are kind of fans of the Risen series, and it's kind of more mythological in types right there. And this one. I highly suggest you guys get because I, I I I got this on a Steam sale. Um, Surgeon Simulator Anniversary Edition. It sounds entirely weird, but it it's you're not actually playing as a, like a full on surgeon. You have like they make the controls almost like Octodad, where you kind of just moving yeah. it around and just trying to do things. So it's a, it's a fun game to play. I've heard a lot of 
a lot of good stuff about that. Yeah. I mean, if you play that and you don't leave <laughs> laughing, like, come on. Yeah, I don't know if I can handle that. I just looked yeah. where the picture they have, and that's really nuts. Yeah. Um, yep. That's funny. And then... Uh, go ahead yeah. sorry no and, and then finally for next week plants vs. zombies guard warfare i highly suggest you get that <laughs> highly suggest like one of the more best. zombies one of one garden plants vs. zombies garden warfare i mean if you've played the actual you know iphone game and stuff they did an amazing thing and i gotta say one of the best first person shooters that had come out this year like really yeah it is it is crazy fun and if you're a plants vs. zombies fan you will love it like it's surprisingly how like good it is and how they just purposely made fun of every other first person shooter out there. Awesome. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. Well then then that officially wraps up uh the episode what what are we? Twenty two, right? Twenty two. Is that what we said? That was, that was twenty two. That officially wraps episode twenty two. Thank you for joining us. Uh we appreciate you uh, sticking around and using your ear ear holes to listen to what yes. uh, we spit out of our mouth holes. That's so uh nuts. Yeah, it is. Feel free to uh, send us any questions you have at littlebigcast at ktdata.net or you can follow us and tweet at us at littlebigcast. Once again, I'm your host, Jeff Hawks. With me today, the Drew Tyler. I did it. I did it. And uh, playing a pitch hitter for uh, the old Rachel Hernandez, the equally Asian KT Data. I'm Rachel. (laughs) Good night. Adios, everybody.